baseball prominent in the news. LSU about to have their celebration in Baton Rouge. A lot of people already on hand, ready to go at Alex Box with celebrating their national championship. And, of course, so much fun there. Uh, a lot of baseball still taking place, including Major League Baseball, Minor League Baseball, the Crescent City Sports Prep Summer League, All-American Ball getting ready to crank up. And then, of course, also uh, Connie Mack play, which is taking place in terms of a tournament play and a a South Regional of sorts taking place at Tulane tomorrow, uh, which begins tomorrow and runs for the weekend or Sunday. And it has 10 teams in it, and several of them are local teams. Joining us now is the coach of the team that's hosting the event, which is the NOLA Cardinals, presented by Gibbs Construction. Pleasure to visit with our good and great friend and Crescent City Sports cohort, Danny Ream. Danny, how are you? Hey, Ken, doing great. How are you? All is well. Long time no see, buddy. It's all good, but it's been it's been fun. Good baseball day. Had Joe Sherman speak at our, our ministry luncheon day at Piccadilly Cafeteria. That was a pleasure. Really good talk, by the way. Excellent. A lot of good uh, faith-based and motivational things that were that were there with a really good crowd on hand. So we enjoyed that, and then made our way to Archbishop Rommel, where a couple of young men signed with Delgado today, and one of those is one that plays for you. So. We'll talk about that here in a moment. Before we talk about your team and the tournament, just your thoughts about LSU winning the national championship? Oh, just a tremendous amount of resiliency. And, um, you know, I always, always say every day is a new day in the game of baseball. And, boy, did they prove that. Um, to turn around after the way game two went and win game three, almost in the same fashion, um, was just so impressive. I was so happy for Thompson, the shortstop. Look, it's a hard game. Um, he's on the, uh, the biggest stage in college baseball. The kid had a tough go of it, but he kept, he kept showing up. He kept playing the game hard, and I was just so happy to see him have a, a really nice championship game and kind of get that monkey off his bat. But um, back up. Uh, you know, Jay Johnson did a great job with that team. There's a ton of pressure uh, to win in Baton Rouge, obviously. The high expectations, you know, Coach Burtman, uh, you know, got that started with five national championships and they love their baseball up there, but they expect you to win. And, uh, you know, that team was preseason number one and ended number one, and that is hard to do. That does not happen. Usually, you know, usually that preseason number one ranking can uh, can get in the way of, uh, of a season. But they, they were able to come through it and found a way to win that best two out of three against Florida when they couldn't even put their best pitcher on the mound. So just so many amazing and, and uh, you know, just impressive things that that team was able to do. You have done games with me for many years now through uh, our website, which is CrescentCitySports.com, dating back to the early days of the site and now, and then, of course, on television as well and beyond. And it's been a blast, and we enjoy it immensely. That said, you and I have been able to do several games involving Trey Morgan and Kate Beloso in particular. And, of course, I've done a whole bunch of Braden Joe Bears games, a couple in high school, but also a ton of Delgado. So uh, pretty special when you see those young men and you see them in high school, and you do their games, and then you see them go to the next level and succeed like this. Yeah, it's it's a tremendous thing just to be able to to watch and, and see those young men have the success that they had this year. Um, you know, represent our state. You know, LSU, Louisiana. Um, for those local guys to be a part of that, you know, a, a historic run um, with this Tiger team this year. Just, I'm so happy for all of them. You know, great guys that. They've always played the game right, uh, highly talented, 
and uh, to get on that stage and represent this state in a great way and, and bring a national championship to uh, Louisiana, you know, out of the Catholic League, it's just it's awesome. Cruz does everything well, obviously. He, he, does, he has every skill, and he's a really good young man. Paul Skeens, I, I don't know that I've seen a college pitcher that's that complete, that has such command of three pitches and throws that hard as well, and it seems to be effortless. That's the thing. I, we see guys that throw hard, but they max out, and those are the guys that are the injury candidates. This guy really seems to do it effortlessly. Yeah, you know, you would think at some point in time that there would have been, you know, something get out of whack a little bit. You know, just, just he's a human, you know. <laughs> you, would, you would have thought at some point there might be a control issue pop up, might be a velocity issue pop up, might be a, you know, a sore arm issue pop up where they needed to maybe skip a start or something. But that guy, none of that happened. I mean, he was like an Iron Man uh, from start to finish. And, and, you know, you always say, you know, the best time to get to a, a elite pitcher is usually early in the game because they only get better as they go. And, boy, was that the case with him. I mean, the guy would still be throwing 100 miles an hour, you know, in the seventh, eighth inning of game. So just a, an amazing uh, season for him, something that you're not going to see in college baseball um, with any kind of, you know, just, you're not going to see it, you know. Mm-hmm. You're not going to, you're not going to see a guy that that can do that. Um, you know, just so impressive uh, the way that he, the way that he just got it done over and over and over, and seemed to get better as the stakes got bigger. Um, but Skeens is a, I don't, know, I don't want to say once in a lifetime, but you know, he might be a once in a lifetime type arm because normally those guys are scooped up by professional teams right out of high school. So, you know, to get a guy at the college level. You know, that could do the things he could do and, you know, throw 101 miles an hour and basically carry a team to a national championship and do it without injury, do it without really falling off in any way, shape, or form. Uh, just pretty amazing. Danny Ring with us talking baseball, and then we'll talk about your tournament next. But in terms of in terms of swings, uh, Dylan Cruz, Braden Jobert, those are the nicest swings on those teams. Those swings should play at the next level. Yeah, I mean, Cruz is, you know, He's the best player in college baseball. Jay Johnson, you know, told everybody that very early on. He wasn't shy about it, and he was 100% correct. I mean, just a tremendous talent, all-around type player. I mean, to have him and Skeens on the same team is just that, – that's pretty unbelievable in itself, to have, you know, the best pitcher in the country and the best play, position player in the country on the same team. Um, but, yeah, Cruz is – you'll see him in the big leagues. I mean, he's a big leaguer. That's just going to be a, a matter of, of when, not if. Um and then Joe Bear's got a gorgeous swing. I mean, his follow through and the extension that he gets after the point of contact, and you know, it's just it's a it's a beautiful thing to watch. Visiting with Danny Riemeyer, let's talk about what's happening at Turchin Stadium starting tomorrow. You've got a ten-team tournament, Connie Mack baseball. It's a South Regional of sorts, trying to get to the equivalent of the World Series and the Connie Mack competition nationally, which is in Farmington, New Mexico. For people that aren't aware of this and what it is, because there's so many baseball entities out there, let people know exactly what it is first. Yeah, so Connie Mack is the um, basically the 18-year-old. You know, it's technically 19 and under, depending on you know when you turn 19. But let's just say the 18-year-old level of AABC. Uh, baseball, all their different divisions are named after uh, former Hall of Fame type major league players. They have, uh, you know, Sandy Koufax is one division, Nolan Ryan's another division. Well, this is Connie Mack. Stan Musial from the Cardinals, 
our favorite team is another division. So this is con- the Connie Mack level. Uh, it's, it's their most prestigious level out of all of them. Their World Series is in Farmington, New Mexico. They've had it since 1965 in that town. So it was one of those deals where they got to host it, and they did such a great job with it. They never moved it again. Uh, very similar to what's happened with American Legion with Shelby, North Carolina, being the permanent host. You know, it kind of gives you that, that Omaha feel. You know, when you're a Connie Mack team, you want to get to uh, Farmington. When you're a Legion team, you want to get to Shelby. You know, so um, Farmington, New Mexico does a great job. I'm told they put seven, 8,000 people a night in the stands. Tremendous amount of former um, Major League and current Major League players that have played Connie Mack baseball. And it's it's some... Some of the big-time summer programs. You know, years ago, uh, Wally Ponov Sr. and I took the 2004 Older Spice team to the Worldwood Bat Tournament in Atlanta, Georgia. And, you know, we were in a pool with Midland Redskins and Doolin Dodgers and Chet's Lemon Juice and, you know, all these, all these real prominent summer teams. And when you look at where those guys are playing now, those big-time summer programs, they're playing Connie Mack Baseball. So uh, that's some of the teams that are in the World Series. And then, of course, with regard to players, this is for players who have graduated high school, correct? Yes. Yeah, it's all high school seniors and then college freshmen as long as they don't turn 19 prior to May 1st. Excellent. Well, again, when you look at the roster, uh, this is a roster that basically is constructed of local players. Talk about that, if you will. Yeah, it's a, it's a great mix of local talent. Um, we got guys from Rummel, Jesuit, Hanville, Lakeshore, John Curtis, Hammond. Um, we've got some guys from St. Thomas Moore out in Lafayette. Uh, Cass Hard is the former Holy Cross coach, sent us some nice players from his program. Uh, they were in the state semifinals this year. Um, we've got we've got some guys from Mississippi that uh, Coach Buster with NOLA Baseball. Uh, has had in his program uh, the last couple of years, so it's a good mix of of guys, and uh, we're playing. You know, we're playing well. There was a transition period for sure. Uh, the first couple of weeks, going from the aluminum in high school and in college ball to the wood, um, but we've made the transition. We're starting to hit the ball pretty pretty consistently. Uh, a lot of extra base hits lately. Uh, Santani's been been really good for us from that standpoint uh, with extra base hits, doubles, triples, and homers. Um, so we like where we're at. We pitch it pretty good. Um, you know, we, we play good defense for the most part. So we, you know, we think we're going to be right in the mix with these teams. I mean, these Texas teams coming in are really good. The Colorado team's really good. The Acadiana team from Southwest Louisiana is really good. So, you know, it's going to be who gets hot and uh, who has the, uh, you know, the baseball fortune on your side. Pitching obviously is very important. You've got Dominic Latorte from Lakeshore, who I saw pitch in the semifinals, and of course he's going to the University of New Orleans. You got Bryce Pitts, who's going to Delgado who, from Jesuit, who is very good all year. I'm friends with his family, mm-hmm. and and today we're at a signing at Rummel where Brady Schmidt was one of the two that signed uh, to go to Delgado as well. And and this guy, I mean, you stand next to him; he's legit six three, and and he's got uh, he's got a good arm and a good breaking ball, and and. Talking to Joe Sherman today, he feels like this guy is like uh, the ultimate late bloomer and an incredible sleeper that's going to be really good. Just talk about your pitching, if you will. Yeah, I mean, we've got, you know, the guys you mentioned, and then we were also able to get Landon Cortez, former Hanville Tiger, who was at Nunez this year and kind of became their ace by the end of the season. Um, so we're, we were excited to pick him up as well. He was young enough. He played with our Cardinals Legion team last summer, was young enough to come back. 
so we like you know we like the arms that we have. Um, we think that we've got the depth to um, to work our way through the bracket. I mean, obviously, it's always better if you can stay in the winner's bracket and these big old things. But you know, we'll definitely, if for some reason we drop a game, we'll have the arms to fight our way out. Um, so we're you know we we think that we've got what it takes. Uh, we're going to have to play really good baseball uh, day in and day out. It's, you know, it's going to be an Ironman contest in this heat. Um, you know, we know we know what the heat's about, so I, I wouldn't expect that to bother us the way that it could bother some of these other teams that aren't used to this. Yeah, we have feature at Crescent City Sports up about it. And you're not the only local team. There's several local teams that are part of this event as well. Yeah, Joey Cabaceres has um, one of his NOCA teams in it. And we've got some other NOLA baseball teams in it. Uh, Buddy Michu's NOLA scout team is in it. They're very good. Um, they've got uh, Bryce Wilson from Chalmette, who is an outstanding left-handed pitcher. they got Corey Kuzan from Slidell. So, you know, Buddy's team's really good, too, and, and they'll be in it as well. So it's going to be a really good mix of, you know, local talent, a talent from southwest Louisiana, team from Colorado, and a bunch of teams coming in from Texas with some, some really big arms. Um, to, to run out on the mound, and the format is such where it's kind of it's a little bit confusing. I, I looked yeah. at it today, talked yeah. to you about it, but I, it really does, at yeah. least to the naked eye, provide uh, a little bit of uh, confusion, doesn't it? Yeah, it, you know, it starts out as a true looking bracket for for double elimination purposes, but once you get to, I think earlier I told you round three. I think it's more like round four after I took a peek at it. Um, more like round four, it gets into matchups, and there's you know there's Connie Mack tournament rules that you know they start looking at you know who you've already played, who you haven't played, and different you know different things, records and, and such to, to pair you up from that point on. So yeah, it, I, I'm just I'm hoping we're at that that point, and then they can just tell me who we got to play. <laughs> <laughs> You'll worry about it then, obviously, right. and that's a that's a good take on that too. It goes without saying. Uh, Major League Baseball, hey, we, uh, I guess well, well, our team has a two-game win streak. I guess that's exciting, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in a row, we need to throw a little party or something this year, Lord. Something like that. Oh, boy, rough. I mean, I, big, big, biggest disappointment in Major League Baseball, to say the least, when you look at what they were projected to do and what they're doing now. So, But it also just reminds you how tough this game is. But at the end of the day, if you have pitching and defense, you always have a chance to compete. And their defense hadn't been good, and their pitching hasn't been as good, uh, regardless of what happens offensively. And at any level, pitching and defense, pitching and defense. And regardless of what happened in the final two games of the College World Series, it was pitching and defense that got LSU to that stage. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was was a tremendous job by – you know, they're starting pitching, and, and really the bullpen. I think the bullpen yeah. was probably the biggest shocker uh, that that happened in the postseason for them because that was a gigantic question mark at the end of the regular season, and I was one of the ones that had an opinion that if it got to their bullpen, I didn't know how far they could really get um, based on what I saw towards the end of the regular season. But, boy, did they flip a switch, um, and that LSU bullpen was, was just outstanding for them. Riley Cooper was, was just really really important in the scope of everything and then they lean on Ackenhauser and uh, you know I mean it just all came together Jay Johnson pushed every button he needed to push and then uh what was extremely impressive is the way that they bounced back from the Wake Forest loss and then the way they bounced back from the game two loss to Florida I mean they were obviously a very mature team that understood the tournament understood it was you know double elimination during the bracket and 
best two out of three in the finals, and they did not get shook at any point in time. You're playing at Tulane, of course, starting tomorrow. Jay Ullman, I thought, did a solid job in his first year. Throw the record out. I mean, he lost his best players via the transfer portal, and you know they had a miserable regular season. But to keep that team together and to find a way to win a conference tournament just to get to the NCAA tournament was good. Look, I'm not saying he's a great coach. I'm not saying he's the guy long term. But you know, I thought he did a really good job of of keeping that team together. He's very positive. He's recruiting locally. I like that. And I think it's going to get better in year two. I know you're, you're also a fan of Jay, aren't you? Yeah, he's a great guy. Um, just a, a quick story. We were playing a tournament at Tulane a couple of weeks ago, and he was out there, and he came in the dugout. And um, Our general manager, Kelly McWilliams, our GM for the, the Cardinals, um, you know, he's standing there, and he had never met Jay Yeoman. So it, it wasn't like, hey, how you doing? I'm Jay Yeoman, head coach of Tulane Bay. No, it was, hey, how you doing? I'm Jay. You know, and, and just that's the kind of guy he is. He's just a good man, uh, down to earth, very easy to talk to, always looking to, to help the local teams. I mean, he gave me his cell number last summer when he became the head coach. He said, if you ever need anything, here's my cell number. You know, so he's a great guy. So, you know, he's one of those people that you want to pull for. And um, when they won the conference tournament, I sent them a text message, and I told him I thought it was just so impressive that he held that group together and that, you know, it showed they were still ready to fight. Um, you know, for their program, fight for each other, and ultimately that they still believed in his message after, you know, a very tough regular season. Now, I will say this. When he was in the dugout as well, I said, Jay, you can't play that non-conference schedule ever again. No doubt. I said, I said, how about, I said, how about you go maybe to South Alabama for a weekend down the road? And he, he started laughing. We got a good we got a good laugh out of it, and, um, you know, he told me that next year. It's a, it's a little bit different of a non-conference schedule. So hopefully he'll, uh, he'll give the Green Wave some breathing room early on because they didn't have any this year. No, good job by Blake Dean at UNO. They came within a game of being able to advance the NCAA, good winning record. He's done a solid job there. Yeah, Blake's done a great job out on the lakefront. You know, I mean, you know, it's it's fairly limited resources and it's a commuter school, so it's not the easiest place to attract talent. But he's done a great job of junior college signees, you know, now portal guys, um, some some freshmen. Um, and and look, Blake's Blake's beat Tulane as much as probably anybody's ever coached UNO has beat Tulane. If you want to look at that crosstown rivalry, I mean, they every time they play, it seems like lately Blake's been on the the winning side of that. So. Um, you know, just a, a really good job out there keeping that program going over 30 wins again this year. I think it was his all-time um, high for, for regular season win total since he's been the head coach out there. So it seems like it's only getting better. Yeah, I'd be remiss not to mention a job Mike Silva did at Nichols. I mean, winning the Southland Conference, going to the NCAA tournament, and showing that you can win at Harvard on the Bayou. That's pretty special. Really good job by Coach Silva. Yeah, he did a great job. I mean, that was another team that you could see they were on a mission. They won the uh, Southland regular season, and, you know, that doesn't always translate into the conference tournament. But they got into the conference tournament and rolled right through that thing, too, um, and did a really nice job of, you know, getting to the regional. And, you know, they were they were toe-to-toe with Alabama, uh, you know, lost it really, really late. And, um, you know, it was a tough, obviously a tough loss, but, I mean, they took a SEC opponent, a good SEC opponent, uh, right to the brink on their home field. They did, and of course at Southeastern, a change. Uh, kudos to Matt Reiser for doing an excellent job now at Memphis, so I'm sure he's happy. And then, of course, they bring in Bobby Barbier, a fine young coach, done a good job at Northwestern, local guy from Archbishop Shaw, know his dad very well, and 
Got to believe Bobby's going to do a fine job in Hammond. Yeah, Bobby's a great guy. Uh, you know, another a true baseball guy and a coach. You know, son of a coach, and you know he's gonna he's gonna definitely get SLU moving uh, in the direction that JRT is looking for. And um, you know, he's a guy that's definitely going to have that program in position to win very quickly. Um, they're not going to be you know at the the bottom part of the Southland like they were this year for very long. And uh, I fully expect him to to do a great job there. And then, of course, finally, on you know Loyola, Coach Kennedy has done an excellent job there over a consistent period of time. Adrian Holloway, good at Xavier. And then Trentis Grant, first year of a program at Dillard. They win their conference, which is amazing. So, yeah, it's, it's a really good story and good guys, I might add. Yeah, they're, they're all good guys, and you love to see good things happen to good people. And, you know, these, you know have a first-year program and, and get to the postseason, tremendous. Uh, Coach Kennedy at Loyola has had them about as consistent as they've ever been uh, since they brought athletics back. Um, you know, just a, just a really good job across the board. It, look, Louisiana, you know, we love our football, obviously, but this is, this is a baseball state, too. I tell people that all the time. And then finally, just remind people about the tournament starting tomorrow. What time does it start? And talk about the number of games and a game, you know, per day, and you know what people can expect, where they can park, cost, everything else. Yeah, they've got a they've got a couple games at MLB NOLA um, tomorrow. Three of the games are at Tulane. Our game will be actually the first game of the day at Tulane at two thirty, and then you've got a four forty five and a seven o'clock game behind us it's a $15 admission or you can buy a full tournament pass for I think 55 bucks that'll get you just get you in every single day um, if you want to keep coming and uh, you know it's it's going to be some really good teams from Texas as we mentioned Colorado you know Acadiana the NOLA Cardinals uh, Buddy Michu's NOLA team the Mustangs and um, you know it's going to be a it's going to be a uh, a tough battle in some intense heat, an Ironman contest and in a lot of respects because of the heat that we're going to be facing on that turf, which only amplifies it. Um, but really some really good baseball. If you're looking for some good baseball and wood bat baseball where you got to play the whole game, you'll see a lot of bunts getting laid down and guys dragging, drag button for hits and hitting and running. And, you know, you're going to see the full game with the wood bat. So it'll be exciting. Looking forward to it. Of course, you can read our feature on it at CrescentCitySports.com as well. Danny, appreciate it. Thanks for the time. Nothing but the best uh, starting tomorrow. Thank you. Appreciate it, Ken. Okay, buddy. You got it, Danny Ream. And again, check it out at CrescentCitySports.com. Uh, the County Mac South Regional Tournament going on at Turchin Stadium starting tomorrow. Ten teams. They'll decide it all by Sunday. The winner goes to Farmington, New Mexico for the National Tournament where 12 regional winners will appear in what is the equivalent of the World Series on the Connie Mack level. Good baseball, good players, and a lot of local action with local players from what, four local teams that are participating in this particular event. Glad to promote it and glad to talk about it. And glad to be talking to you. And you can talk to us by calling 504-260-1061. That's 504-260-1061. We'll take a time out here. When we return, we will turn our attention to recruiting. We'll get the latest on what's transpiring in that regard from our recruiting analyst, Renee Nato of CrescentCitySports.com. Any questions, get them ready. That's next when we return in just a moment here on Nash.com 1061 FM and on the web at NashFM1061.com. <laughs> 